Good morning. Welcome to King of Kings this wonderful, beautiful Easter morning. Um, as we are still in the midst of COVID and as numbers are still, they've actually been going up again within both the state and in this county, I encourage as much as worship is an intimate experience where we should be able to touch one another and hug and shake hands and speak closely. I invite you to maintain your distance and, and be patient. Hopefully as the vaccines are rolling out and more and more people are getting fully vaccinated, that at some point in the future we can gather as we have used we used to gather in the past. But for now, we're using our space. This is actually the first Sunday we've been inside the church in over a year. So welcome this morning. As long as you don't bring any germs in here, we're fine. Okay, uh, a few announcements. Uh, thanks for all who bought, purchased lilies after the service. If you want to take the lily you purchased home, feel free to pick one out and grab it and take it home. Um, don't forget, next week there is a yard sale next Saturday, at April the 10th. Uh, so keep that in your calendar. Uh, it's been brought to my attention um, that if you want to go and check out the fellowship room, Joy did a really neat bulletin board in there. So while we are trying to maintain distance and not gather, if we gather, want to social gather and socialize outside, it's a beautiful day. Take advantage of the cool weather and socialize out there where the fresh air can blow through. That's why we have the doors open and the doors open so the air can go through. Um, but please take a Take a chance and go back and look at that if you haven't seen it. It's really quite spectacular. Sorry for the, well, you know what? I have some really good news. He is risen. Come on, we can do better. He is risen. He is risen. Come, let us sing praise to God. I did this the first service, too. They didn't realize I was going right into the service. I'm going to repeat that. It's in your bulletins here, folks. Come, let us sing praise to God. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Please join me in praying the prayer of the day. 
O God, you gave your only Son to suffer death on the cross for our redemption, and by his glorious resurrection, you deliver us in the hour of death. Make us die every day to sin, that we may be Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns. And that word forever. Amen. A reading from 1 Corinthians. Now I remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, which you in turn received, in which you also stand through, which though you also are being saved. If you only if you hold firmly to this message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared before James, and then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim and so you have come to believe the word of God. Thanks be to God. I saw a whole bunch of children and if those are willing, come on up. I got a special message for you right here. What a good-looking bunch of children you are. Wow. Okay, what's today? Easter. Easter. And how do you proclaim it? What do you say? Happy Easter. So, happy Easter. Now, why is Easter happy? Because it's fun. Because it's fun. Okay, what else? You get to play with each other, see each other, see family. That's good. What else happens on Easter? Do you get candy? Yeah. Oh, you get treats. You know why you get candy? Because we've been given the biggest treat of all. Because Jesus came back. All our sins, all our brokenness, all those times that we broke something or said something nasty to somebody, it's all been forgiven by God. So 
you get to announce it. So when you go like this and someone says, wow, happy Easter, you can say what Easter means. You can say, that's because God loves me so much that he's forgiven everything I've ever done. Okay? Now guess what? What? You get one? You get that. It's yours. Take it. You know what else? What? You get one? And you get one? And you get one? And you get one? Because everybody gets the blessing on Easter. Even you get one, but I'll give that to Pop Pop, okay? <laughs> now, no writing on walls, okay? But remember, you can go to anybody and say, Happy Easter. And they say, well, what does Happy Easter mean? That we've been given a treat because God loves us. Let's say a prayer together. Dear God, we thank you for the gift of your son. And let's all say, Amen. Amen. Very good. Thanks a lot. Happy Easter. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to, I'm going to lead into the gospel with a little story. Um, this week, early in the week, I was going to the paint store to get a gallon of paint. I didn't have to pick out color. We picked the color out years ago when we first moved in the house. We are finally getting to use that color. I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew exactly what I needed. I was, my wife and I were going out. We had a series of errands to run up 19. And that was the first stop. And she said, I'm going to stay in the car because you, only, you know what you're going to get. It wasn't crowded. So I'm just going to stay in the car. So I go in. I go up to the counter. I give the guy the chip that I had. I told him what kind of paint I wanted, what, what, you know, satin, this and that, whatever. And so I'm standing there waiting while they're making up the paint. Now there was a guy next to me who was obviously a painter. He was painted in, he was dressed in painter's whites. And he was on the countertop. And he was banging out a beat. Well, those of you who know me know that I've also been a drummer. And I decided to bang out a complimentary beat. So the two of us were doing a little duet on the countertops. And we got to talking. He takes me over to a bucket. He says, you can use a bucket too. I said, oh, I know. And we played a little duet in the store. And I, I said, he said, did you play drums? I said, yeah. The last thing I did, I played conga drums in a praise band in church. He goes, really? He said, are you a Christian? I said, well, I actually happen to be a pastor. Well, for the next 20 minutes, he beat on my ear telling me this, his faith story or a piece of his faith story. I think it could have gone on and on and on. He was so excited to share this. He tells me about this situation when he first recognized that God was calling him into a relationship he was working in Chicago, living in Chicago, and he had a car that needed brakes, but he didn't have to worry about getting the brakes done because he was able to take public transit to work. But then he got found out on Friday afternoon that he had to go to another job that was out into the suburbs and he was gonna have to take his car, but his car needed brakes. It wasn't safe to drive. So he talks to his mom and he's saying, Mom, do you know somebody you can have brakes done with? 
And she goes, oh, I know a guy, but he doesn't work on the weekend. He doesn't, Saturday is his family day, and Sunday is the holy day. He does not work on the weekend. He goes, couldn't you call him? I really need the brakes done. She goes, he's not going to do it. I'll tell you, it's, he sets aside Saturday to be with his family. He said, well, please, just call him. Maybe he will. Well, lo and behold, the guy agrees to fix his brakes. So he brings this car over to the guy's shop, and the guy's fixing his brakes. And this guy is telling me the story. He says, I hear a voice, clear as day, in my head, but it was clear as day. It said, give the guy your keyboard. And he's thinking, no, I, I can't do that. And he says, I, I'm not going to give up a keyboard. I, and he says, here's the voice. Give the guy the keyboard. Give the guy the best keyboard. Because he had three keyboards. So he's, he's not going to do it, he says. And he's, he, the guy finishes the brakes and he's thanking him. And he says, I want to give you a keyboard. He says, it just came out of my mouth. He says, I don't know why. He says, I'm going to give you my keyboard. I have to give you my keyboard. And the guy goes, no, no, I can't take your keyboard. He goes, no, I'm supposed to give you my keyboard. And he says, the guy breaks down. And he says, you know, I heard the voice when your mom called that said, you got to do this. you got to fix this guy's brakes. And then this guy starts telling the story that he, this other guy that the painter met, had kind of a misspent youth as well. And he was big into drugs. And he, he got a woman pregnant. And when the child was born, the child was born with his arms all tight up like this. They couldn't straighten them out. And his legs were bent up backwards. And they couldn't straighten them out. And this guy took this as a sign that he needed to straighten his life out. So he dedicated his life to his faith. He went back into the faith he grew up in and he started practicing his faith. And he says, my child, as he grew over the time, his arms straightened out and became strong. His legs straightened out and became strong. And he goes, and he has a tremendous gift with music. And we needed a new keyboard because he was playing a little toy keyboard, but I wanted to get him a a nice keyboard. And so this guy then tells me, this painter's telling me that this story just continued to feed him in his life and it continued. He says, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe you meet people for reasons. This guy shared his faith story with a total stranger and he would have kept going if I wasn't trying to get out the door with my paint because I had my wife waiting in the car. When was the last time that you were so passionate about your faith story that you told a total stranger, told a friend, told a neighbor, even told it here. Let me read the gospel. This is the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When, Jesus, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. And very early on that first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll the stone away for us from the entrance to the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, 
they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. He is not here. Look, there is a place So you know, just right, and they were alarmed, but he said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is where the Gospel of Mark ends. Now, there is more text after this verse 8. There are two endings that have been added on. But most biblical scholars believe that the original Gospel of Mark ended right there. The women, Mary Magdalene, Mary, mother of Jesus, and Salome, were so afraid that they fled in terror and they didn't tell anybody. Is that like us? So afraid we flee and we don't say this, we don't share, we don't talk about this good news? Now there's two other endings, and if you have a more uh, a newer Bible or a, a study Bible of some sort, it will point out that here ended the gospel. This is the first alternate ending, and this is the second alternate ending. Because obviously, back in the day, the people were not happy with the way Mark ended his gospel. So after some time, they added on first the shorter ending and then the longer ending. But the Gospel of Mark is also unique in a couple other ways. The one way is in the Gospel of Mark, the disciples are presented consistently as a bunch of stumbling, bundling knuckleheads. They don't get it. They trip over themselves. They're always getting themselves into trouble. The other thing that is unique about the Gospel of Mark is what's referred to by scholars as the messianic secret that Jesus, after he has performed some miracle, healed somebody, freed somebody from being possessed by a demon, or fed people, tells the people who have been saved, who have been freed, who have been healed, not to tell them what he, Jesus, had done. Don't tell anybody about this. See, it's a device, it's a literary device that the writer used by not Having, by Jesus telling the people to not tell, at the very end, when the angel or the divine messenger, that person there in white, tells the women, go and tell, they run away. Because it's up to us, the reader, to tell that good news. But when was the last time that you shared that good news? When you shared how your faith transformed your life, how your faith turned your life around, how your faith gives you the strength 
carry on when it's so hard, when you're so beaten down by grief or pain or loss? How do you share that? Have you shared that? Do you share that? But if we don't share our stories, if we don't talk about what the faith does for me, why I do this, then we don't know. Then it doesn't, it doesn't spread. It doesn't pass along. This is the best news that we could ever say. This is the best news for the world that Christ has risen because by Christ rising, we no longer have to be afraid of our own brokenness. We no longer have to, to worry about our own sinfulness. We have been freed and forgiven from that. In fact, because Christ rose from the dead, we no longer have to fear death. The grave has been conquered. This is the good news. Christ has risen. Amen. you have learned the word of faith, the gospel of salvation. We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. Living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
alive in the risen Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. We bring our prayers before God. We promise to hear, hear us and answer in steadfast love. Praise to you for your power revealed in the resurrection. Fill your church with the power of your love that is stranger than death. Send us to tell the good news wherever death holds a sway. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Praise to you for the peace made possible in resurrection. Fill the nations with your peace. Draw together people of all nations and languages. Reveal new possibilities. Inspire new beginnings. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Praise to you for the hope of the resurrection. Fill all in need with hope. Those who are afraid or confused. Those who are sick or suffering. Those who are dying and those who grieve. Jack, Nancy, Lauren, Sharon, Christine, Isabel, Ron, Isaiah, Ken, Robert, Violet, Bob, Dory, Diane, Cindy, Sarah, Joy, and I want to add Ryan. Assure them of your promises. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Praise to you for your faithfulness revealed in the resurrection. Fill us with trust that we join with all who have gone before us in proclaiming your mercy endures forever. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. In the hope of new life in Christ, we raise our prayers to you, trusting in your never-ending goodness and mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. At this time, uh, they will be passing out the element, the, the wine. There should be a little wafer in your bag. Uh, I neglected to uh, say in the beginning, if you're visiting with us today, please introduce yourself to somebody and sign our register book. If you're a member of King of Kings and you see a visitor, introduce yourself and thank them for joining us. Um, at this time, take it away.
If you join me in the offertory prayer, God of love, you call us beloved children and welcome us at your table. Receive our lives and the gifts we offer. Abide with us and send us in service to a suffering world. For the sake of the beloved child, Jesus Christ, amen. At this time, if you would like to stand, I invite you to do that. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give the Lord God our thanks and praise. It is right. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us all take the bread together. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us all take the cup together. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you this day and always. Amen. Well, spring of joy, through this meal, you have put gladness in our hearts, satisfy the hunger still around us, and send us as joyful witnesses that your love may bring joy to the hearts of all people. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now, may our glorious God grant you a spirit of wisdom to know the, and to love the risen Lord Jesus, God of life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen.
I invite you to be so bold as to pray the words as we've been taught by our Savior, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive the debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Go in peace, share the good news, hallelujah.